Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to the Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. I be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Follow me. Instagram at sarcastic.a.book. The website's recoveryradioknp3.com. To get the books, go to sarcasticbigbook.com. And as always, I'm so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day's just getting started. You and me, I am glad for that. Very grateful I have no desire to drink today. As you know, I just celebrated 33 years of sobriety two days ago. When people say things like, good job, or I'm proud of you, or stuff like that, I mean, I understand it, it's very sweet. But I always feel like somebody is saying, hey, you're... Swimming frantically to that life preserver. Good job, man. (laughs) Way to to dog paddle to a life raft. Well done. That's always how I feel when people say, you know, stuff like that. But I do get it. I mean, it's not like I've done nothing. I've done a lot, but I've done none of the heavy lifting as far as I'm concerned. It's, It's God. Anyways, I am so grateful. I have no desire to drink today. And um, I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee from Trader Joe's mixed with some Don Francisco's hazelnuts right here in front of me. My new fancy coffee mug that's like a thermos. Just the mug. I'm just, I don't know. I don't want to think about it too much. Because when I really look at the mug and I think about it, it's like, it's like the mug for the, like the guy who thinks he's all cool or something. And I just, anybody who knows me knows I'm not cool. Anyways, I have to tell you, I'm so touched by the emails and the messages that I've got and response um, particularly to my anniversary. So just gotten some incredible messages and emails from you guys. And I really appreciate it. It makes me feel more excited to do the podcast, the more I hear from you. And, uh, so, uh, if you've written, thank you. And if you've thought about it do it because, um, it really reaches me. I usually read them I always read them with my wife at some point, but I usually 
I don't know. It affects our home, so I really appreciate it. And um, I was just thinking, I'm starting to know so much about many of you, so I was thinking that it might be kind of fun, like, just to email me or message me a random question about my personal life or something that you wish I'd shared or something like that. And maybe I can read them all on a casual Friday show. Both of them (laughs) or whatever. I mean, seriously, if I did get um, some questions that were readable on the show and answerable, fun to do so if you're listening to this and you're thinking man i have some questions or i have a question or whatever you know (laughs) i get a lot of questions about the male modeling like joke questions it's really fun you guys are sick love it so feel free to write sarcasticbigbook at gmail.com message me on instagram sarcastic.aa.book and we'll go from there See how that goes. Um, I have been threatening now some big news for a very long time. And it's been more motion with that. When it actually comes, you'll be like, oh, I understand why this is maybe taking so long, but it's still happening. It's going to be very exciting. Okay. <clears throat> Enough about me. That's it. It is a casual Friday. I have to tell you, I'm in an amazing mood today. It's casual Friday, so I'm wearing white slacks. <laughs> I'm not really. But I am in such a good mood. I'm in such a good mood today. I'm in such a good mood that I think I'm going to kick things off by reading today's Meditation in more sarcastic daily meditations. Let's see what it says today. October 21st. (laughs) Uh, I'm a big fan of this Clay F guy. (laughs) So dumb. October 21st. You decrease drama by constantly talking about it. I can't even get through that one. You decrease drama with by constantly talking about it. It's just so funny because it's just so the opposite of that. The more you talk about drama, the more you're contributing to the storm. I learned that in life, sobriety. The more I talk about drama... I am just increasing the strength of the hurricane or the tornado or whatever it is. I mean, instead of doing that, I have learned to concentrate on creating a solution-based calm space within that storm. I did that when I was a manager, when 
was a director of things. That was how I got things accomplished. That was why I had a really good staff for many years with no turnover. It was by creating as best I could a calm, being that mending force, trying to live those things that the 11-step prayer talk about. You know, where there's wrong, bring the spirit of forgiveness. Where there's error, bring truth also. But also bring the spirit, bring truth with the spirit of forgiveness. That's very different than just bringing right into wrong. You decrease drama by talking about it constantly. That's just very funny. To say it out loud, it just doesn't check out. Because intuitively you're like, no, you don't. <laughs> so. Very different than like denying that there is drama and just pretending it's not there. Not working within the You know, <clears throat> constraints of the material world to take the next appropriate action to solve things intelligently. Not to say don't do those things. You do all those things while not talking about drama. Sometimes I talk about how you know, I have like a mental garden and there's flowers and there's weeds and it's just, I try not to water the weeds. Pull them, water them, water things, just don't water the weeds, water the flowers. There are people in my life, there's situations in my life right now that could use watering, deserve watering, that so often to forget about, take for granted, because I just start wanting to water weeds. I'll give you an example. Let's say there's like 10 people in your life and nine of them are not giving you any trouble mentally. Matter of fact, they're wonderful to you. There's one who's being pain in the ass. Mentally. There's one you're struggling with. And there's nothing you can do about it. You've decided. Conversation is not in order. Either they don't have ears or you'd be coming from anger and not love or I mean something. You decide that for some reason nothing you can do about it whatever that happens to me I'm just like oh when I'm in this zone where there's nothing I can do my answer that I'm getting from deep within and from people I trust is is do nothing 
then I could increase that drama by talking about it, telling everybody who will listen about my struggles, or I could just pivot and water the nine flowers instead. That simple practices um, really central to how I live. I spend a lot of time watering the flowers. That's why I am affectionate in my language to people. And not everybody is down for that, but that's this is getting to the core of why I'm like that part. Hmm. I sponsor this guy. He's coming up on, gosh, he's coming up on 13 years. It's crazy. But he's really um, rough around the edges, to say the very least prison kind of a guy rough violent life tons of trauma tons of violence and after I was sponsoring him for a while I forget exactly how long now but we were working together for a while and uh, I did something with him that I do with many people if they're on my heart if it's on my heart to say something nice I do it and um, I just sent him a text it's the first time I said I love you to him so I just sent him a text and just said I love you and this big you know <clears throat> hulking terrifying to people guy got that text and evidently I would learn pulled over on the freeway after he read it and he stared at it for a while and he called me and I remember very vividly that call he said hey I said, hi. He said, what's that all about? And I said, what? He said, why'd you write that? Why'd you write that? And I said, because I love you. And he was quiet for a really long time. And he said, cool. <laughs> Later. And he hung up. <laughs> of course, today, all this time later, he like hugs me so hard it almost kills me. Says I, he loves me a lot, but I just got distracted by my coffee. I'm going to have a sip of it. Do you have coffee? Or tea? 
tea, some kind of libation to enjoy with me. Do you want to have a sip? Do you want have coffee together? Let's have coffee. Ready? It's good stuff. Oh my God, I'm in such a good mood today. <clears throat> really am in a good mood. All right, I'm going to read something today from Emmett Fox. It's yesterday's reading. Well, actually, I'll read yesterday's and today's. In Emmett Fox, around the year, I'll read much of it. I just love this so much. I'll share it with you. Okay. Here we go. Yesterday, October 20th, The Spiritual Basis. I love this so much. One is either on the spiritual basis or... He is not. There is no halfway house in this. You are on the spiritual basis if you definitely give all power to God in the most literal, practical, and matter-of-fact sense of the phrase. If you really believe that prayer can do anything. If you really believe that your happiness and well-being are vitally important in the eyes of God. If you realize that whatever ideas and beliefs you accept must be expressed in your surroundings and in all your relationships and activities. If you try to see the presence of God everywhere. If, in short, you understand that you are in a mental universe, that things are thoughts, and that one's life history is fundamentally the expression of his belief about God. Get back to that in a minute. Today's is when God does not act. We all believe that the love of God is invincible. We all believe that he has intelligence. His knowledge and his power are infinite. We all believe that God cares for us to a degree beyond imagining, and that each one of us is equally precious in his sight. Yet in many cases, healing and harmony do not follow from this knowledge. Why is this? In more cases, it is because we've forgotten that those qualities have to be embodied in ourselves before they can appear in our lives. To know of them as existing in God is not sufficient. We must be seeking to express them in our personal lives before they can do anything for us. The only way to know God is to seek to express him in our lives. Going back to the other one. If you realize that whatever ideas and beliefs you accept must be expressed in your surroundings and in your relationship 
and activities. Bottom line, if I just believe in God or tell myself I believe in God, which I did for years, even though most of me doubted that, but I don't seek to demonstrate God in my life. In other words, if I pray and then I'm just a dick, I don't really know God. I came to have an experience with God by seeking to express God by seeking to be loving and forgiving and compassionate, kind, tolerant, making amends, taking honest inventories, saying I'm sorry, trying to grow, being honest with myself. looking at it as if everywhere I go there's an assignment of some kind. What is that assignment? It's never to subtract from anyone's life. So easy. To subtract, I've come to the conclusion in my own life that I'm always adding or subtracting in the exchanges that I have with people. Always. That's what I feel. The more time has gone on, the more inventories I have done, the more experiences I've had, the more I have come to see that every interaction I have with everyone, big or small, I'm adding or subtracting from them. And for many years, I was just a big minus sign everywhere I went. If I walk into a room and I don't say hi, I'm subtracting to you. I'm subtracting from you. Taking. Someone's talking and I'm just not paying attention. I'm totally fucked off. I'm looking down and whatever. I'm subtracting. This is the conclusion I've come to very slowly over time. Now I, I used to think that just everything I did didn't really matter and everything. A lot of things just went into a void, but I just, I know that's not true. Not for me. So wherever I go, there's an assignment and the assignment is always to seek to add a plus sign, to contribute, to add If I beat myself up for not doing this well, I'm positive. I'm subtracting. (laughs) 
something to practice, practice, practice. Anyways, that was a lot, kind of all over the place in a way, but it is Casual Friday, like I said. And uh, <clears throat> I guess I'll tell you why I'm in such a good mood. It's because I got this big modeling gig. I mean, it's not even a gig. It's an award, really. You know how people... Um, <laughs> you know People Magazine has, like, the sexiest person each year on their cover? <laughs> I think they do that still. I don't know. Well, there's a magazine called <laughs> Male Modeling Legend. <laughs> and I'm the... I won this year. I mean, bottom line, I'm the, I'm on the cover. As the male modeling legends, sexiest model of the year. So it's a big deal. I'm on the cover. Um, kind of, I'm tr trying to look all like, you know, really, you pick me, you know, but <laughs> like, so much false humility on my face. My arms are out like, what? Me? I have the faux surprised face. But I look so good. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to stop. I'm gonna, I don't want to rub it in. I'm going to brag. <clears throat> I don't want to brag about how good looking I am, but if you want to look at tons of pictures about how good looking I am, go to www.checkplease.com. <laughs> Waiter, check please. I'm out of here. Okay. Have an amazing weekend. Do something awesome. Go around and add plus signs in the world. It's not like we need that or anything. <laughs> okay. If anybody needs to hear it, I'll say everything's okay. I don't know why my life was saved, but I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. Hope you'll do the same.